0: Oh. Well, I've broken all of my televisions and my windows are nothing but shattered glass. Gas prices drop for the 58th straight day in a row. An utterly useless statistic and the aftermath of the FBI removing classified documents from mar-a-lago you're watching the propaganda reports drive time news blast with a special late night news blast which makes me feel <laughs> like art bell although I, art bell is a legend he just i used to love listening to art bell but the late night shows so i have a, I think it's fun to do a late night show like this although you know all praise to art bell love that guy again you're watching the drive time news or the nighttime news blast perhaps we'll call him uh, tonight here with cam Harless, cam from the Madwins podcast, which you just ended, and I want to say this to start off. Ooh. In the chat, I was having a conversation. Someone, oh yeah, I think it was Jack, he said, we all know it's, it's Cam's fault that the show's starting later. No, it's absolutely not. <laughs> it's absolutely not, Cam, not Cam's fault. Cam agreed to do a late night show that I sprung on him. And he agreed to do it on, on short notice. So it is my fault for, uh, for springing on him. And uh, I wanted him to get his show done, which it seems like it was a very good show. So tell us briefly what your, what your show was about and
1: how it went. Oh, man. Well, it, it, it went well. And I, I will say, I saw your, your tweet that said after a, a brief, or a, well, how'd you put it? Um, brief delay. Brief delay, which is funny because we originally planned to uh, do this at 5 p.m. So it's like a, what, it's almost midnight. That's a, what, a seven-hour delay?
0: It's just a brief delay, you know. It's
1: like <laughs> like an extended labor. Um, But yeah, no. So yeah, I, I love doing things at night. Um, I'm going to have a very tired day tomorrow, but that's fine. I, me too, I'm, dude. I, I'm a
0: night owl. There's no doubt about that.
1: Yeah, but that's, that's what's fun is, you know, I have my bourbon now. And I uh, it, everything's going to be all right. Yeah, we we spoke to a guy named Nick Quint on our show last tonight. Um, we talked to him about the role of women in church and kind of men men and women in general, uh, biblically. And so it was it was a very interesting conversation. In my opinion, I had fun. Um, not having Jessica around is sad because you know she's really there for like the the points where most people won't understand what words we just used, and I had to try to think that way because you know jessica's I'm
0: good at clearing things up about. and she asks great questions
1: yeah so it was good it was long you get people and theologians together they they just yap for a long time so it was a good long episode um but no i had i had fun that's it'll be out on all the audio and stuff tomorrow because i'm not getting that yeah, stuff have
0: i now. talked to you about you know who rich mullins is
1: the rock and yeah, yeah, yeah. roll christian
0: yeah. artist that, rich mullins you know i was in the rich mullins movie i did not know that I, I was, uh, yeah, I, I auditioned as like four auditions and I got cast as a preacher in the Rich Mullins movie, which my clip, I believe, is only in the trailers. I don't think they included it in the final movie, but it's <laughs> in one of the trailers. And I'm a preacher who I see Rich Mullins, I see his, his performance, and I run outside and I chase after him and I'm just like so inspired by him. And yeah. I'm just, I'm just, I can't, you know, all these people, these other preachers who are boring are telling me I can't be like, you know, uh, outside the box. He inspired That's That's the type of preacher I played. It was just a brief clip. And I am in that. So,
1: yeah, so... Can I read uh, you a, a quote real quick from Rich Mullins?
0: Yeah, yeah. So um, I remember going to like BSU and campus outreach in college and it was just always Rich Mullins playing. And then as as kind of a joke, which, you know, I, I partied a good bit in college is, is we would play, we would blast Rich Mullins rock and roll music in the dorm rooms while we partied.
1: It's kind of ironically. <laughs> <laughs> he, I, well, that's, that's what's funny is he, he's, he has, he, if I can find it, I'll find it real quick. Um, but there's this, this quote that he has that is just out of this world. Um, rich Mullins, I don't you can hear me type it's midnight. Get over it. Um.
0: No, it's cool. It's a late night show. And it's very, the premises on that. We, have some, we do have some interesting stuff to talk about, but just Cam is coming from doing like a marathon show. So I, 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 I totally get it. I appreciate that you're here to. Uh, I, I want you to respond to the stuff I'm, cause I had all this stuff and I'm like, I, I can record this myself, but I would much rather have Cam respond to it because I think he's going to have good (laughs) insights and stuff on it. So I know that you're tired,
1: and I appreciate you being here. Okay, so here's, here's the quote. I did find it. You're welcome, and thank you for letting me do this. Um, So here's the quote. See, I think a lot of my songs are really political. I think nobody gets it, but it's hard for me to divide up my politics and my religious convictions. There's something offensive to me about having having an American flag in a church building when the CIA pretended to be missionaries and caused trouble in Chile so that all the missionaries were kicked out. I think that makes the United States the enemy of the kingdom of God. I think a government that requires 18-year-old boys to register register for the draft is anti-life. See, all the pro-lifers, they only think that life is sacred if you are a fetus. I disagree with that assessment, but whatever. Um, I agree that life is sacred to fetuses, but I also think it's sacred to 18-year-olds. Where were you when Nixon was in the White House, when Lyndon Johnson was escalating the war? Not that I necessarily think that everybody has to be a pacifist. I don't. But it does seem funny to me that so many people who are are anti-abortion and pro-capital punishment, so many people who are anti-capital punishment are pro-abortion. Just that not hanging a flag in the church. Love it. I love it.
0: Yeah. That was the whole premise of the movie is he was a guy who just did things outside of the the standard when it came to religion. And he got a little bit, you know, people didn't always necessarily like that. It was his, our God is an awesome God, his song. Yeah. Is that Okay. Yeah. That's one we got all the, play in the, all the time. Awesome yeah. God it was just funny when I, I got cast in that. Cause it was like, it was a movie. It wasn't like uh, it was it was made. It was like Hollywood type movie, but it wasn't like it, you know the one that you're going to see a lot of marketing for. But I know I'm in at least one of the trailers, maybe a couple of the trailers. And the whole thing was just, yeah, this guy's outside the box and he just storms off because he's pissed off at the establishment. And I'm like, all right, I can deal with this guy. And the guy they cast as lead was a beautiful uh, piano player. He, he played fantastic music, so it was uh it it was very. It was very, very cool. I just, I remember going to his concerts and I, you know who I, you know the guy I was in college, unfortunately, um, or maybe, (laughs) I don't know. is I was the guy that, the people that I, I, I met at a BSU or who who lived in the the dorms who who heard us you know I've always been religious I've always believed in God but I've also I'm not an extremist in, in any fashion really I'm not except for how much I hate Georgia Tech because I actually love Georgia Tech it, that yeah. type of stuff but like uh, um he, so people would come to me when they when they were secretly drinking or secretly like messing around with with girls. <laughs> You know, they'd be like, I can't believe it. I went out and got drunk last night, and I ended up making out with a girl, and I'm like, hell yeah, dude. They're like, well, no, 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 we shouldn't be doing that. i won't, like, I won't tell a soul. I won't, but like fist bump, if this were, well, you know, what, that's who I was in college. Um, yes. So that's, and then I got cast in that movie, so it was very funny. Okay. The show tonight, the story, Cam, okay, all right, there's a couple stories that we're going to get into. We're going to get into Mar-a-Lago stuff, the aftermath of okay. that, but- First, you know what really ticks me off, among other things, Cam?
1: Um, Stacey is, Abrams.
0: It's a lot, yes. Absolutely, definitely. We learned that yesterday, for sure. <laughs> Gas prices tick me off. Because uh, well, right now we go and we pay, we fill up our tanks, and it, it, that that is one of those things that people feel. And yeah. these things that people feel are the things that they try and link to the bigger agendas because nobody cares, really, about climate change at least the, the climate agenda that they're pushing because nobody in their right mind is going to put this global climate change agenda above putting food in the mouths of their children Absolutely. right but they want to make people feel that on a real level that, that's like their whole goal is to make people feel the impact of these global things that causes people to sacrifice their own self-interest for the sake of standing in solidarity with Ukraine and obviously global climate change and And so we see these campaigns in the news, very coordinated campaigns around whatever the issue is. They try and link it to like your your dog. You don't want your dog to go missing? Well, here's how you make sure your dog is safe. You lower your global climate emissions number. It's like ridiculous leaps of logic they try and use to get people to care about their global agenda and sacrifice themselves for the world order. It is yep. ultimately what, what it gets to, boiling down to it. And we see this with the gas prices thing lately, which has just gotten absolutely ridiculous. Not as though reporting on gas prices has ever been smart, but it's definitely gotten stupid. That is for <laughs> sure. And this new trend of gas pricing reporting, which I've seen on CNN and MSNBC in the past week, and a ton of local stations which are mirroring, it's just unbelievable i was trying to put a montage together i didn't get it finished in time but it basically kind of goes like this the way the reporting goes it's like so they got the anchor like new breaking news gas prices have have dropped again uh let's go to our man on the street and then they cut to a guy who's live at a gas station you know live yeah. from the gas station <laughs> thanks Tom. gas prices have dropped for a 58th consecutive day wow 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 We haven't seen prices dropping like this and since just after the Depression. These are once-in-a-lifetime savings for you and your family at the pumps. If you hurry down right now, you can get gas for for not just $5, for not just $4.50, but you can get gas right now for the low prices of under $4. Unbelievably absurd prices until we feel the devastating effects of climate change coming this fall if you don't do something to stop it. So you better hurry or you better join the fight against climate change. So they always throw the climate change. So we have the used car salesmen selling the gas prices as though they're low because they've fallen for a 58 straight day in a row. And then they throw in the climate agenda to try and link to it afterwards that but, but... You better help us stop climate change if you want to continue. So it's like a mob. You, you want these prices to keep going low. Uh, I bet you come stop uh, uh, some emissions from coming out from cows' butts or whatever it is that they try and try try and tell people. So that that's the story. And they always wrap it back around to that. It's a creative exercise. It really, I, I like to like look at that stuff because I, I just it just reminds me. I feel like some of these people who are really good at it in the media, they must have been trained improvisers and and (laughs) they probably were so like i when I did improv, I did improv for a long time, and, and uh, we used to do corporate trainings where we would go to businesses or companies. We actually, a, a giant tobacco company at one point in time, we, we did some uh, corporate improvisational training to them. And I feel like all of these media outlets have done this. And like one exercise that you do in that is you take two things that are completely unrelated to each other, that as that distant as you possibly can. And the idea is you get those as, as suggestions and you work them into your scene as though they go together. And I feel like that's what the news does every single day. These two things that, so we start, everything must be related to climate change, whatever it is, let me creatively improvise how these two in the most ridiculous fashion are linked together and make sense. So I'm impressed in that, right? The the ones who can do it seriously and passionately, but it really, it just, these local reporters who are just bought into this, I feel sorry for them because they're just doing what they're told and and they don't realize that they're, Locally owned business or, or uh, locally owned newspaper is being controlled by the Google News Initiative, but it is, and, and they don't even know that they're a, a puppet for the the globalist agenda. But what they're trying to do, and this was my main point for that little um, improv rant I went on, is that in order to achieve this climate thing, to get people to put solidarity with Ukraine and collectivism uh, above their own children, because that's what the whole solidarity with Ukraine thing is. It's not just about Ukraine. Solidarity with Ukraine is a pledge to the global order. It's a yeah. pledge to the United Nations, to, to NATO, to all of that, because it's not just about Ukraine. It's about democracy worldwide against totalitarianism, authoritarianism, yeah. dictatorship. So it's all just a, another part of the same puzzle there, is they have to get people to act against their own survival interests, their very nature that we are all born with. It just If we were born in the wild, it's to get people to lay down their lives for a global agenda that they actually are not connected to at all. The people who control it, they don't even know who they are. And and that is a tall task. That is an extreme brainwashing task. I'm not saying that it can't be done in a small number of people. But they need to do that worldwide. Because we've heard them admit over and over again, the elites of the world, well, we've all gotten closer and closer and are working together. But at the same time, the publics of the world hate us more and more and distrust us more and more. This was like the theme at Davos. So this is why, even if it seems like, a, like, like, like they're against it, like, like we have nothing we can do and they have all the power and whatever, they don't because they have to convince an entire planet to act against their own self-interest in order to succeed. And I yep. just don't think they're going to be able to do that. Yeah, I don't think think.
1: so either. I think they've, they've, they've stretched their credibility in this way far, far too much, because if you look at Ukraine and I think I talked about this with Monica, it was either you or Monica, but I think it was Monica about how this Ukraine war came in at just the right moment because everyone was fed up about COVID. People were saying, no, wearing a mask doesn't work anymore. (coughs) Excuse me. Um, they were pushing back against the official narrative more and more every day and those who were still wearing the masks who were still feeling as though they were morally superior than everyone else that they knew were starting to lose that moral superiority and with ukraine and giving them something to stand in solidarity with they found exactly what they needed in order to give those people that boost of moral superiority that they des- that they desired so deeply um, that I, that's, is exactly what's about. With I don't mean to interrupt
0: you, but your moral su- superiority idea of it. I think we may have even briefly talked about this yesterday, but that is what the, all of this propaganda hinges on. You see it in Solinsky, You see it in all of the propaganda literature from a hundred years ago, talking about how they were able to manipulate people. I talk about that book, Propaganda, during World War. Harold Laswell I encourage everyone to read it. It's not expensive and, and It reveals stuff that you know, but in a very just, wow, openly sarcastic, even at times, fashion. And this is a guy, Harold Laswell, who's a communication pioneer who worked with Edward Bernays, who worked with all of the Committee on Public Information, people involved in this. And it's very much so that you have to convince people that they have the moral high ground and that those who they are fighting against are are vermin and demon because that's the only way you can get them to kill people. And, And
1: that moral high ground is where it all starts. Well, yeah, and in this this global warming, climate change stuff, they've tried so many tactics for it. Um, because th- this, the superiority, the gas prices, whatever. This is not the first time they've done that. Don't you remember when Omar Mateen, I think that was his name, shot up Pulse nightclub, or when when there was a bombing uh, with it, you know what they said, like the one in uh, England with the the barrels and with nails in it. They said. The rise of terrorism, and Bernie Sanders said this: the rise of terrorism is due to climate change. So they tried to use fear,
0: and everything. so they just throw it into everything. Like so, I think you could do an exercise. I just typed it. I, I, I just tried it myself. I typed in. Climate change is killing, and then you just plug in whatever you want. And I typed in dog to begin with. And the first thing yeah. it says, climate change is going to make life harder for dogs and cats. That's the first thing that popped up. Climate change Here. could hurt your dog as diseases. And that, that's the second headline that comes up. And then I typed in, climate change is making you broke. And, and type in come, climate <laughs> you can change, do that for anything.
1: Climb, type in climate change, and I'll give you the choice, earmuffs for the little ones, either penis or sex, and see what comes up. Penis would be more interesting to me, I think. Cl- climate
0: change is, is, make, is uh, making change is making you Climate um, change is making you not uh, impotent. How about that?
1: Right, something like that. But just put in climate change penis and see what comes up. Climate change is making you impotent. First
0: thing that comes up: proof of human impotence and agency in climate change. <laughs> Climate change is affecting the size of men's penises. That's the second one that came up. Unbelievable. Do this exercise at home. I would love. <laughs> I would love to hear like all the creative things we can plug into. Climate change is causing blank. And then we can just see which headlines pop up first. That would be yeah, fun.
1: I, Stella, I love you. Please make a cartoon of this.
0: I mean this is – like seriously, how climate change is affecting the size of men's penises because they try and get those things. It's, so that's like it's like that headline is affecting Hunter Biden right there. We need to speak directly yeah. to Hunter Biden where he apparently is obsessed with his penis size, which apparently is why he has a uh, body dysmorphia, they say, and that's why he filmed himself oh. masturbating, smoking crack. So he's a victim <laughs> of his own body dysmorphia because he's really obsessed with his penis size. Which basically, the article is basically basically concludes, if you tell Hunter Biden that his penis is small and worthless, then he'll he'll just go on a crack bender because that's the,
1: the value he sees in the cell. Um, one of the things I was going to say is, especially with the gas prices, is I do not understand why people buy this nonsense. There's one guy that I know. He's a very nice guy. He's a smart guy. But in one of the chats that I'm in, he comes in and shows pictures of the gas pumps. Uh, every time he goes to show that it's lower and it's exciting to him. And I'm like, it's still higher than it was. No, I
0: know, and that's and that's another point I was about to get to is exactly that. I'm glad you said that because this is another exercise in how to lie with statistics. And and it's pretty, I don't even talk about how to lie with statistics that much anymore, which is a fantastic book. And I'm talking about the original. They've made a whole bunch of other reproductions of it since then, but I'm talking about the one from like nineteen. 49 or 50. It's a really old version of it. It is such a fantastic book that just highlights the way statistics are used to just completely flip information on its head. And a lot of it you already know, but other, uh, uh, other examples that, that he gives in the book are just like, oh my gosh, how did I not how do I not right. have that on top of mind all the time? Because it's just so obvious. So it's a really great book, and that's what they're they're using right now, it, uh, with with this. Because I, and I got some numbers here. I pulled some numbers for this. So the average gas price across the country right now is three dollars and ninety nine cents. This was the big news. It was, oh, come on down now for the gas prices under four dollars the big big sale thank you joe biden i mean that's the narrative right there it's just so i'm just watching these people and i'm like how stupid do you have to be to just i better rush down to the gas station while it lasts and i better lower my carbon emissions at the same time so 399 right now but the average gas prices across the country in november of 2021 you got any idea what it was just a good, probably not. I didn't, oh, I an not.
1: what What's the average now? This
0: is, is Right now, it's 399 This is just okay. for the month of November in 2021. 2
1: so, 63 uh,
0: It was 349 so it had already begun to raise. Okay. Still, we're 50 cents higher. What was it in
1: 2020?
0: That's what I'm about to tell you next, is what it was when, in 2020 before Biden took over. So the average gas price across, across the country in November 2020, which your guess was a little closer to, is two dollars and twenty cents, or was two dollars and twenty cents? So we are right now a uh, dollar and eighty cents. Above what it was in November of twenty two. Now the average gas price for the entire year of 2020 was two dollars and 17 cents, and this is all according to AAA and the Environmental Protection Agency, a government website where you can go look at this. Yet they tell us every single day, and they they're starting to do a running count now. It's becoming more and more obnoxious. Day 59, day 60, day, the the gas prices continue to. You know, I I, I can or, or some I don't want to say me because I don't want to associate myself with that, but if somebody can can punch a hundred dogs in the face. Uh, one day and then the next day you can say only 99 dogs were punched in the face today only 98 dogs were. still nobody wants dogs to be punched in the face let's get down to the actual prices where people aren't suffering at the pumps
1: do you know what this reminds me of is last year around july 4th the uh, president white house account or the president's account i can't remember which put out this infographic about how you know uh July 4th is cheaper this year and it listed like hot dogs, it listed buns, stuff like that as if that was like a a good case period but do you know how much the difference was how how much less it was than the year before <laughs> no 14 cents
0: and that's why they focus on that and they don't focus on because nothing – if you don't compare something to what it was before, then you don't have an understanding of how it's changed. And so that's why they right. don't do the comparison. Here's the article. I'm sharing the article on screen for those that are just listening of that came up during the search of how climate change affects impotence and how climate change is affecting the size of men's penises. And there's an image there where it has penises shrinking due to climate change. It has a bunch of pencils with different colors on it. I don't know if that is an
1: LGBTQ thing or what that All is. All I know is that they left the black off and it would have been the longest. And that's that's not cool. Well, representation. <laughs> of course, right.
0: And, and they they have given men also, they've also given men, a, a, an
1: excuse where it's like it's not you, baby. It, it, it's the climate. It's I, climate I change. <laughs> it's I, I, you know, the, I, I I can now admit that it's only seven inches instead of eight. It's not. Know? Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's nothing. I, I'm, I'm just so rocking sorry. The three there. It's not you. I um, promise. It's. The, I, I could feel the carbon emissions are, are high around our house right now. It's, okay. I, before we continue, I want to put a bug in your ear. I got real annoyed w- right when I woke up this morning, and I want to talk about that. Uh, if really? we have a chance. Yeah. I okay. sent you the, I sent you my tweet thread. Um, do you want to do that now? Go ahead and do that. Yeah. Okay. Let that. me, let me pull this up because it
0: irritated the
1: devil. Well, something
0: about Rand Paul and about, it, it's <sighs> talking about, I think this Trump uh, Mar-a-Lago thing, right?
1: Yeah. Let me, let me, let me find it. Uh, I didn't think you'd say right now. Well, I can go Man. into the other stuff. If you want to save it, we can oh, do it. Oh, after. No, I can. I, I found it. Uh, so, Rand Paul, I was reading about this Mar-a-Lago thing and all of the, the responses to it and about how this has never happened before. A president has never been uh, raided by the FBI before. This is unique, right? And Rand Paul gets out there, and you know, I, my, my posited question was, is Rand Paul playing dumb as a political maneuver or is he mm-hmm. actually dumb? Right. Um, so he said recently, no one would have ever imagined before that we would be using we would be using or one political party would be using the fbi to attack their political opponents
0: say, that, say the, that again say that one time okay
1: so he said no one would have ever imagined before that we would be using or one political party would be using the fbi to attack their <laughs> political opponents and and that just crawled right up my rear end and just it sounds and like just me in it, yeah. between the, 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 the cheeks because it's this is the <laughs> dumbest sentence I've ever heard in my life. Um and so yeah, I was like, you want to get me a little riled up today? This is what riled me up this morning. Um so here here's a quote from Terry Truman that I found because I wanted to find some quotes from people who knew about the FBI. Uh, when yeah, CIA was right. was there. Yeah or uh, was uh con- conceived or whatever. So Harry Truman, the president, 1945 president right um he said I, we want no gestapo or secret police fbi is trending in that direction they are dabbling in sex life scandals and plain blackmail edgar hoover would give his right eye to take over and all congressmen and senators are afraid of him yeah so oh, oh they wouldn't attack political uh, let's let's move on um william sullivan who was the number three in the FBI under Ed- Edgar J Edgar Hoover, who worked with him, <coughs> excuse me, said the moment Hoover would get something on a sen- Senator, he'd send one of the Aaron boys up and advise the Senator that we're in the course of an investigation. And we by chance happened to come up with this data on your daughter, but we wanted you to know this. We realized you'd want to know it. well, and he says, "Well, Jesus, what does that tell the Senator? From that time on, the senator's the Senator's right in his pocket. Direct, direct quote, direct report to J. Edgar Hoover. And so I continued, and I'll just read through my thread real quick, but I, I'd love to talk about this with you some more and talk about some instances. Um, but I said, that's just a couple of quotes from people who knew and worked with J. Edgar Hoover and the FBI. I haven't gotten into COINTELPRO or the treatment of Martin Luther King Jr. The FBI has always been a political animal that attacks, coerces, and blackmails its political enemies. Uh, so say what Rand Paul said, I say. So to say that Ran what Rand Paul said is weak willed, greasy, and an outright lie for political purposes. The FBI doing this openly may seem new, but the history of the FBI proves otherwise. The FBI is a tool to destroy one's political enemies and always has been. Yep. It's like Rand wakes up every now and then and thinks, I'm going to tarnish my father's legacy.
0: Right. And so my, my thoughts on that were so Rand saw his dad take the approach of openly opposing all of these systems and he saw that the only media coverage his dad could get is they would bring him on his dad ron paul they bring him on news segments to under the guise of talking about his run for whatever he's running for for presidency often Uh, and then the first question they would say would be like there's a A random person from Texas who says they're your supporter who's been posting signs around around San Antonio that says you're having a sexual relationship with Rick Scott. Do you want to tell that supporter to stop? And that was – so they would ask these questions that were ridiculous up front and were intended to – Demonize him and make him make him look like he was involved in some sort of scandal. And he would rip his microphone out and, and leave. And I don't know what Rand Paul's strategy and all this is. I, I completely agree with what you're saying. But I also know that there are a number of people that he might be trying to reach who don't yet know all of that information, who, right, who do not know the history uh, of the FBI being as corrupted as, as it is. And so I, I don't know that I agree with the strategy because I agree with you. The FBI, all you got to do, you can even look at, at the, the FBI uh, freaking Wiki page, and we know Wiki's whitewashed, and they even have a list of controversies uh, on there. So, And that's yeah. just scratching the surface right there.
1: Well yeah, well and, and that's what's interesting is cuz you you look at that and it'll tell you about when Lyndon Johnson did it, it'll tell you when um not Trump because Trump didn't get that kind of um you know what's the word? slack to be able to do that. <laughs> they didn't like him. Uh they he, I I was talking to um John McAfee the late John McAfee Yeah, you got to interview um, a, him, yeah. A, a couple years ago and he said, um do you know what the FBI calls presidents and i said i what do you say (laughs) no i don't he goes he calls them transients they call them transients because the fbi and the people who are there stay presidents come and go and don't matter in the long run but the fbi is what it is and has been what it is and stays the same no matter what
0: and and, and you know that so that – so Trump had this thing a few weeks ago where it was a big story where he said, if I get elected, I'm getting rid of all, all, these, all these professional government workers. I'm firing out of them. And that was like a, the, dangerous, the dangerous platform Trump's running on. It was all about how he's planning to get rid of all these lifetime government workers. And you're right. That's where it's controlled. yeah you, you have the CIA establishment, the FBI establishment. These are lifetime workers. who What's the guy's name? Yeah. Clapper? Oh yeah, who just Wait. lie? He's yes. lied repeatedly over and over again, but there's no consequences for it, and he continues to be a guest
1: and continues to
0: influence the intelligence agencies and whatnot. Can I share a clip with you,
1: real quick? Yeah, please do. Um, because I, I think that uh, this is why I'm frustrated. Because you know, I know that uh Rand Paul is using a tactic. I know that, but right. it's just such. It's frustrating. Yeah, no, when you see it, it's frustrating. It's definitely it's frustrating. A, it's, it's such a bitch made tactic. But someone, when I put this out, uh, linked me to a video of Ron Paul in 1988, the year I was born. Um, And I just wanted to share that real quick because also the year that Die Hard came out, the greatest movie. Ooh. Um, One day, if it weren't for climate change, I could have died hard. Um, but let's. Uh, so where, where, did I not very impotent? Button?
0: It's a great callback on the impotent story. <laughs> ago, just in case.
1: That <laughs> but um, okay, there we go. I hit the wrong button. That was what it was. Okay, so share screen. I shouldn't say this out loud. This is not yeah, professional. Background. God. There, so
2: right. All right. So, right,
1: so we uh, here we go. Ron Paul, 1988, the year yeah. that he ran for president the first time. Yeah,
2: he was so great. Back yeah, he was great. Uh, you know, most of our history, we didn't didn't have those institutions. The FBI came in uh, during the First World War. And interestingly enough, one thing that Woodrow Wilson did, he used the FBI to spy on American citizens and actually arrest them if they disagreed with his foreign policy about going to war in Europe. And isn't it interesting how recent they used it in the Vietnam era, Democrats used it there, Republicans used the FBI to spy on a hundred different groups in this country, including the churches who disagree with the policy in Central America. It almost looks like the FBI was designed to spy on Americans who might be disagreeing uh, with policy, especially the foreign policy. So the FBI, although I don't think I could condemn everything they've ever done because I'm sure uh, some of the investigations and investigation of crime uh, has been beneficial, but that could be accomplished through Justice Department within our states. We wouldn't reject that uh, portion of it. I think the the FBI has uh, kept and continues to keep a lot of records on a lot of individuals. The CIA has only been here since 1947. Their record is lousy. I mean, just think of the CIA used by the Democratic uh, administration to murder. All right. So so uh, so this is what I'll say. Um.
1: I am frustrated with Rand Paul and I'm not, I, I, I haven't really liked him all that much in recent years. I used to like him a lot more, um, but here, here are the facts and here's why I'm frustrated. Um, one, uh, how do you listen to this man who says this publicly and repeats it and tells you the truth and ignore him and use it for political points? Are you trying to look weak? Is that your point? Um, two, um, Do you remember when Ron Paul ran for president and uh, Rand Paul endorsed Mitt Romney even before Ron Paul was out of the race? <laughs> I didn't realize he did that. No. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I mean, I like, I think s- some of the stuff is cool. I think he did some good work with Trump when it came to uh certain war things, but, um, I, this is, this is incorrigible. um, uh, behavior in my opinion, he knows
0: Look, what it, what it he looks knows. like to me. And, and I don't know, honestly, I, 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 what I presume from what I've read in the history of it. And I, uh, the, the truth of all of this, I think is probably worse than is actually presented is that if you get elected to, to Congress which to the, the Senate or whatever, to the house of representatives, then likely you probably don't need to drink any drinks from any bar in Washington, D.C. ever, or you really probably don't need to drink any drink that you don't make yourself from a freshly opened bottle that you just bought because there's going to be nothing but people, hey, come to our party, we'll introduce you to some people, have a drink, here's a 12-year-old, because they just want to compromise everybody, like like the goal, I think, is probably, and, and that's how this power works. You look throughout history. The people who have influence over broader populations, they are targets uh, of subversion. They're targets of being influenced. So it's I don't know what went, what went on with Rand Paul or what his history is, but what, what it looks like to me with Rand Paul is it looks to me like the same thing that we see with libertarians all the time. It, is Republicans and Democrats are so – at least not, not, not the people – I'm not saying the people who are Republicans and Democrats, the, the politicians who pretend to be one or the other for the purpose of raising money and, and gaining power, is they they are ruthless. They are Solinsky tactic. They they are all they're cold hearted almost psychopathy, some of them definitely psychopathic. And the libertarians who who come in who don't have that, like Rand Paul, it feels like Rand Paul's trying to do tactics that he's not much not, not enough of a psychopath. To pull off, if that well, makes sense. Like, I, feel, I feel like he knows all of this, but he's trying to act like he doesn't so he can reach people who don't yet know it. I feel like he might have endorsed someone else before his dad officially went out so that he could say, I endorsed someone else before my dad went out, so I'm not my
1: dad. Almost a separation tactic. Right. Well, and then that's the thing. Like, I, I will say something about, nice about Rand Paul in just a second, um, but this, this, is what, this is what bothers me. Man, um I let me see, before you go into that. So Rand Paul, Ron Paul,
0: he operated outside the Overton window and stretched it. Yeah, right. Yeah.
1: Rand Paul is operating inside the Overton window. Oh, that's what it was. He's not the thing. The problem with with Rand Paul is he's not charismatic enough to no. lie. He's not. He's not charismatic enough to lie. He's it not look likable like believe enough it. to lie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't work. But here's yeah. here I'll say something nice about Rand. And you may disagree with this point, but Rand is like patient zero. He is the proof that is in the pudding that if you get into Congress, if you get into the Senate, if you take over the the machine, you still can't change it. It's unchangeable. In that way, and so it it led to me. Uh, I mean, I talked to my friend Andy about this, and Whip is, you know, this is probably a good thing to see because people think for for real that someone could get in and change this and not be manipulated and not be brought down and not be right. Um, you know, I'm I'm just saying, like you said, cover no, this your drinking whole if you're batman in theory. DC.
0: This is like the basis of this Batman theory that I had, and I know other people have since had it. But it's like 2015, while when first when Trump first started running, and I'm not saying that Trump was Batman. I'm saying that. We've seen the tactic by Rand, by Ron Paul where he openly opposes it, and we've seen how he's treated by the communication mechanisms. So, so, so I have a book called Channels of Propaganda. It's an old book from the 80s, and it's one of these – I think it might even be uh, Rand Corporation studied. So there's some propaganda in it as well. But yeah. what it does is it, it goes through, here are all the ways to contact people with information. And it's yeah. like billboards. It's like literally like the writing on the wall in a, in a dive bar bathroom. Vote for whatever, or just even even less less direct messages. Is these people they they try to identify every single way they can contact every single demographic of people to reach them with propaganda. And I think that uh, when it comes to Someone who's going to run for office. And this is what this was my whole point as like, I don't know. I think Trump is P.T. Barnum personally. I, I don't think he's, I, I don't, whether he's a Republican or Democrat, he's probably neither. I, you know, he's neither. He's doing something for some reason. I don't know the exact reason he's doing it, but uh, he is a P.T. Barnum. But also, I don't know that we would recognize the person who was legitimately fighting for interests that we agreed with because the way to accomplish right. it, they might have to go underground and pretend to be the thing that we hate. Yeah,
1: I understand that. I, I get it. But it's it's just wild to me to hear. I, <clears throat> I'm not one that's going to tell you that it's always wrong to lie. I mean, for God's sake, if you have a Jew in your attic and the Nazis are coming, lie your ass off. But to see someone nice. who claims <laughs> every day or seems to have for the last several years that they believe in these specific things and they believe in the Constitution and they believe in all of this to go up there and lie just uh, the inauthenticity of it, the, the, the greasiness of it, the, the Ted Cruz of it really drives me insane. I completely agree. Ted Cruz
0: is a slimy guy who wanted to be an actor, just like Stacey Abrams and talked about how he wanted to take over the world when he was a kid. He used to play clips of that. Uh, But something that Trump did that goes along with what you're saying here, which I think right now is the time to be openly against the system, the agenda to not be the bad man to be the person opposing it. Definitely. And, And, whether or not he intended to, or the media who, so the media and Trump work hand in hand. There's no Trump without the media. There's no media without Trump right now. There's no, there's no Trump without the, without Twitter either. Right. They just do, they do not, they, 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 they help each other immensely. So these opponents are, they need each other without each other. They're gone. And I, I think that what he did do, and again, I don't know if he intended to is right now, you can openly oppose the system and get a following, and actually probably raise money to run for office. Probably in a better, probably more with more power, or, or you can gain more. You can get more people to hear you. You can spread your message further. Probably more now than ever before, if you're taking that position. Now I don't know if they're going to try. It then. I mean, obviously they'll try and silence that, but because of the way everything's. Worked out with a communication system. So they put this stuff out there. You read Edward Bernays' stuff and some of these other technologist people where they they throw stuff out to the populations and then they see what they they have an idea of what's going to happen and they're already prepared for that. They're trying to get it to work to their agenda. But as they see where it goes, where it grows to, where it evolves based on the population, so they're already trying to anticipate our actions. That's why they want so much behavioral control. But as they see how people react in ways different than they anticipated, they see where technology and other stuff evolves to then they try and adjust it is, is what they call it and rein it in and i think right now we're in a period of where what they have thrown out to the public has just completely escaped them and they're on a rampant uh, attempt to try and adjust and control it that's not going so well and so i think right now is the time for somebody who openly opposes the system to go yeah. out and run for president well, or something because <clears throat> they can now get a following a worldwide following well, actually
1: and that's why I'm so frustrated with Rand. Yeah. Because this man came out on his father's coattails. He 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 rode the tea party into office. And then instead of acting like his father, he saw that his father lost because they 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 took it from him. Right. And and, and he goes, you know what? Yeah, he, he goes, you know what I need to do? I need to um, acquiesce to these people. I need to play this game. I need to do this. And you know what happened? Instead of being a strong man, instead of going in there and saying the tough stuff, doing what his dad did, he acquiesced. He endorsed Mitt Romney, one of the worst human beings on this planet. And then from there, he <laughs> went into debates and couldn't keep, it, keep up with it at all. And so do you know who opened the door Ted Cruz, that little... You know what? I'm glad that it's you and me and not Monica right now because I feel like I can get a little bit more frustrated. Yeah, um, I want you to I like you understand. I want to hear what you feel. Um, okay. uh, it, it, so Ted Cruz tried to weasel his way in there and take the Ron Paul vote, and he failed because no one who actually likes Ron Paul likes uh, Ted Cruz. But do you know who Rand opened the door for without meaning to? Ted Cruz. Was Donald Trump. Oh, uh, Trump. <laughs> No, he opened the I door. I thought you were going to say Ted Cruz, who
0: tried to run on the Ron Paul. He tried to be the Ron Paul while Ted, while as Rand was running. But yes, well, you see, think Ted so he, Cruz
1: opened the door for Trump? No, no, I think Rand Paul did. Rand Paul did because yeah. what Rand, what Rand Paul did is the momentum from 2012 and tw- 2008 yep. with Ron Paul was massive, and people were looking for the anti-establishment person to follow to yeah, to support. Right. And and Rand Paul, instead of seeing that, instead of being smart enough to look at it and go, this will be the way in, he goes, right. no, I have to I have to play and be nice to Mitch McConnell. And instead, Donald Trump, the this brazen, rich Donald Trump pastor, did what Rand Paul should have done. Yes. And yeah. that's the thing. If Rand Paul had done what he should have done, we would be having a very different conversation right, right. now because you feel like Rand Paul might have meant it more
0: like yeah like, and carry through. no I, I absolutely it's almost like rand said
1: okay i'm going to take the lessons from my father but he might have taken the wrong he lessons the wrong ones yeah. ron paul i mean i'm not i'm not libertarian really anymore i i just don't want it to have anything to do with the government but you can, what you can say about ron paul that you will never be able to say about rand about thomas massey about justin amash even though i mean I'm going to knock Justin Mosh off that list. Massey's cool. Rand has done some cool stuff in the past. But what you can never say about them is that they inspired thousands of college-aged kids, young men, teenagers to read – hear me. Absolutely. Ludwig von Mises. I, I, absolutely, yeah.
0: And they got people fired up. They got people fired up about opposing the, the establishment and, and the powers that, that be. And, and I, I remember watching, I remember some of the first videos I've watched of, of Rand Paul's. One of my buddies who uh, was into politics and he showed me, he's like, watch this video. And I was like, God, this guy's awesome. Man, this guy's like, he, he's speaking out. again Because it reflected stuff that I think that most people believe. I think, I think most people don't want their lives micromanaged by a, a broader government. I think that the powers that be just attempt to manipulate the media and, and tribalize people so that people think, think they want to like, – so they can side with this power or that power, which both, both sides kind of uh, give your power away as an individual. They're both like collectivist sides ultimately w- when you look at the Democrats and the Republicans on the top. But I totally agree. Yeah. Rand Paul so, should have come I'll out just- and done I'll, what just- Trump did.
1: I all I'm gonna say. This will cap this off, and we can move on. You can go back to the. No, gas I love what, I love this. We can this we can we can move on. But what Rand Paul did was he, instead of taking up the mantle, instead of grabbing the torch and running like he should have in that moment, what people were thirsting for, which is evident at this point in history, he signed his own death warrant. He made himself irrelevant, and he can't undo that.
0: Uh, so yeah he's trying to play both I, he's trying to play both sides on the inside and the outside
1: so look, can can i bring up one other thing i i know you have clips and you have some other stuff but let me let me bring this up just briefly um so allegedly it looks like npr reported this um <laughs> hey hey buck rogers i'm not gonna say the the middle one because i don't want to make uh binkley here have to have to edit me out um but um so in npr put this out apparently the cdc has uh shifted their guidance on covid yeah and so they've right. all but admitted um that they were uh completely wrong uh so here are the points and i just wanted to bring this to you because this is uh, i think maybe covid is done maybe this is i mean they, they're trying pox to, they're thing, trying out so monkeypox, yeah. but maybe covid is done but here is um the new guidelines Um, the first one is those exposed to the virus are no longer required to quarantine. So Stacey Abrams is just, Uh, and that's what I was asking
0: the other day. Remember I was like, what about Biden? He just, he got it. He's out and Stacey Abrams out and about. So I was, that's, I did not know that. So they came out and they justified why these politicians can just freely roam after testing positive.
1: Right. Uh, point number two, unvaccinated people now have the same guidance as vaccinated people. Wait, say that again. so there's, unvaccinated people now have the same guidance as wait unvaccinated people have the same guidance as vaccinated people so everyone's like get again.
0: vaccinated is that the guidance i well, i, mean, I to think I, I think what they're
1: saying is you know they were they were pretending that it mattered what they said about their guidance like oh well you should do this you should wear a mask you should do that if you're unvaccinated but if you're vaccinated you're safe from all of this you don't have to do it anymore Right. And now they're saying vaccinated, un- unvaccinated are now equal in that they don't have to do those things anymore um, Four yep. students uh, can can stay in class after being exposed to the virus. Oh, really? Well, that, that is new. I want have to. I want you duct to. Tape I want I want nose, or... here's here's what I need, Brad. I need you to just just briefly close your S- eyes, dude. even after they're imagine, exposed to the virus. Right. Imagine it's 2020. And, and no, they would and, shoot that kid. They, they would be like, right, "Look, and, I don't want to kill this kid, but
0: it's for everybody's safety." And they put a bullet in his
1: temple. Right. Well, but but imagine. Do Do you remember this? Pictures of children in classrooms with giant I sneeze I, guards I I, I around have them. One for you, dude, to show you. I think I, I showed one of the show. You keep going. I'm going to find this photo. But No, I'm, ju- I'm just saying. These people, they, they act like this is, oh, this is just new guidance. We've learned more science. We've scienced it, it, very it, hard, and, and we came to like, this conclusion.
0: I, I did a show, uh, probably maybe a month ago, uh, where I talked a lot about the tone and the way that news is delivered and how... The meaning of information and of the news can be projected onto people through tone alone, and we see the mainstream yep. media using this all of the time. It's like if something is completely presented dramatically versus if it's us uh, be like, oh, another another fun story today. Uh, Trump was, was rated by Margolotto. Martelado news, but <laughs> on to the climate problem here. And oh my, Then they cut to somebody saying it is 87 degrees and raining outside. Then they put dramatic music underneath. Like they can really control how people feel about what they're watching and hearing based on the way they say it and the music and stuff that they put under it. And it's such, there's all these studies done on how music and, and tone uh, uh, manipulates the the neurons in our brain and our bodies physiologically like Hitler used to put speakers uh, around the country to and played agitating music to try and keep people agitated ready to fight all the time and and so this is like not an old thing and they are so well aware of this and uh the point you're making makes me think of that I just lost it but go ahead
1: (laughs) okay so the the last one and I want to summarize these in a second um but it's The last one is it's no longer recommended to screen those without symptoms. Yeah. So, so, so let's break this down just briefly. So, number one, quarantine should never have happened. So, you know what? Every, I mean, that's not what it says. says Those exposed to the violence or uh, the virus are no longer required to quarantine, which means, you know, maybe the quarantines were a bad idea. They're finally starting. I mean, they're, they're not saying it yet, but they're getting close. Nazi. Right. And everyone who had a grandparent or parent die and not be able to be with them in their final moments are remembering this. Yeah, they, they
0: did not let people go into the hospitals or people didn't know the ways they could you know, push their ways in the hospital. It is. It's unfortunate about that. And they, and they try and soft pedal. Oh, and breaking other breaking news.
1: Everything we said about COVID was a lie. On to the right. weather. Everybody's going right. to die. So- this, this, uh, you know, number number two, unvaccinated people have the same guidance as vaccinated people. Yeah, so immunity is the same. This is what they're saying. And 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 three, students students can stay in class after being exposed to the virus. Students, kids aren't going to die from this. Four, I mean, let's say it's get no longer shot, recommended dude, to screen those. With they might get somebody. shot with
0: somebody who has COVID. That's a COVID death, right? If you get killed with somebody yeah. with a, a, a you know a long
1: gun. Mm-hmm that can shoot rapid fires. That's a COVID death. Right. Well, absolutely it is. And, and any car accident, any of that, but what they're saying here is they are reneging on their word from the past two years, but they're doing it in such a, uh, placid way that they're changing. They science so hard that they're able to get moved past it. They're not saying it's endemic. Now they're just saying that, Oh, th- these things can be done. This, I, I don't know what's going to happen from here. But if I were the CDC, I would have put out this this new guidance and then promptly stopped talking about COVID completely. Because,
0: <laughs> but they're not. Well, they're going to talk about monkeypox now. I, yeah. I told you. I think I told you my theory uh, on my my kind of out there theory yeah. on monkeypox, where just to quickly again, where it's like I think that monkeypox is something that not just people who are men who have sex with men, the way they describe it, are going to get. I think there's going to be people who are. A women and who who aren't men who have sex with men who get it. I think it. I think people are going to start getting it who don't who aren't uh who aren't gay. And I think that. They're like intentionally doing that so that all of the people who know them say, wow, what are you not telling us? And so it caught, like really, because think about that. That's like, a really di- that's like a really dark plan right there. All these people, like we can really make them fight with each other if we start making, we start messing with the sexuality uh, of stuff by, right. by assigning. Let's say, because the, they talk about how the stigma of monkeypox, the only people stigmatizing monkeypox is the government and the media. Those are the only people doing it. Okay, I, I'm not doing it. You're not doing it. They they just keep telling us to. Stigmatized. I, wanna, I will say,
1: I, I will say, you know, don't go to a gay orgy right now. Like, just don't do that. Like, that's generally good advice. Also, don't go to a Paul regular you, orgy. It's very Rand
0: Paul. Of you know being. what
1: I'm saying? I just just yeah, like really you know, mean. don't don't do a lot of anal stuff right now. Just be be safe and don't. Well, do here's that, the thing, though. Monkeypox. <laughs> maybe it has nothing to do with that, though. Like like my my thought is like maybe it has
0: absolutely nothing to do with that. But they just want people to think it does, so that they because they want to cause a divide. They want people to fight with each other. Maybe, maybe it does. Maybe doesn't. I I have no idea. I'm gonna be honest. But the way they're talking about it, the way they're trying to just impose upon us, they keep saying, they keep telling us it's stigmatized. It's stigmatized. It's men who are sexual. Then I'm like, maybe it's not. The way you're trying to like rape this onto us, it feels like maybe that's not really what it is.
1: Yeah, I, I I don't know. I think that it's it's very likely that it is. It does have something to do with the um the gay population. I think it might. Um, but I think what they're doing, I do think they're using this as like, we oh, should this say oh, this the gay, gay men
0: population because they don't like gay men because gay men are cis. Oh right, 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 right. Gay men believe right, right, in gender right, right, identity.
1: Right, 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 right. They are. The they are. So that opposes the transgender population right well, well no, we, okay can i talk about that distinction just for a second yeah go ahead because i actually think the men who have sex with men outside of their like straight guys can have s- sex with men or it's whatever people on the down is low actually, is what that's
0: implying i think
1: right but i think that if you use that phraseology instead of gay it would be more accurate it would be a better way to describe it because i think right now the, the like when you say gay it, it includes all of these identity things and all of, right, this of different, course yeah stuff okay, yeah right? so i think yeah, that's yeah. like actual behavior i think that's a better distinction but that's not how they're using it so
0: no but, so and, and it eye. just it does feel like they don't and, and i don't have the comment but we've had we've had some uh some listeners comment on, on that who who are who are i think are they seem to be gay guys from the comments and they uh they it does feel at least according to them and it just it looks like this to me from the outside that they're trying to like Isolate and push gay men out of the hole like like they're trying to demonize. Them. That's what it feels like. I, I I don't know. It just feels like they're trying to do that to me because they're trying to push the whole it feels like they're trying to so the whole thing is like this fight over the Overton window it, to simplify all of it. It's it's the more you yeah. can stretch that window and you have people on both radical edges of it trying to fight to get it one way or the other. This is why in these all these activist trainings they 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 encourage saying the most radical stuff. It, it, because if you say the most radical stuff, that's how you yank the Overton window one way or another, not to do a Hunter Biden thing. here. I'm not going into that. Just yank the Overton window. And it goes one way or the other. And it, it, it feels like they're just they're trying to pull that Overton window in a way where it's just completely, I, I don't know. I feel like they're going after gay men with the whole monkeypox thing personally.
1: Maybe so. Maybe so. And I mean, I, I think that what this is 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 rather. I don't think it's about gay men, and I don't think it necessarily would be about like stigmatizing or hurting um, anyone else who does sexual things or whatever. Um, but I think what this is is a. Um, not everyone catches on to it, but I think that this is a uh, a propaganda tool that is reminding people of their old memories they were they're reminded of the cold war they're yeah. reminded oh, yeah. of the aids epidemic they're That's reminded of what happened with with russia so the drawing I think on those what unconscious is, feelings and stuff that, that people right. have from their pet. yeah and so even though i see it and make a joke most people aren't making this connection and so i think that what they're doing in a couple of different ways but one of the main ways is to demonize russia and I think that this monkeypox thing is not an accident to have come out at the same time. I think that they're oh, trying, yeah, especially the an boomers and Gen yeah. X and, and somewhat millennials, they're trying to access that part of their brain where no, I Russia agree. was it the bad guy. T- Red t- Dawn t- stuff.
0: Yeah, a whole yeah demonizing uh, Russia, and they've been on that demonization plane for Russia for a while, long time, connecting them to China and everything, and the whole World War III. Which again, I I think we're probably already in World War III, and it just looks different than we think it might now. In the history books, it might look very clear. A hundred years from now, they might say, "Well, this is how yeah. it looked," because I, I think we probably also don't really know how World War One, World War Two, the beginning of it well, anyway. Look, they try to make it seem clear
1: cut; it's really not. Well, and, and, and there's this, this double thing that's going on because, you know, I grew up in, I was born in 88. So, you know, like the year, a year or two after I was born, the Berlin wall fell. Right. And so we did learn a fair amount of, um, things about it because of the timing, but it seems to the cold war, this, this, uh, Russophobia, as it were, um, does not seem to have ma- made it into the uh, curriculum of the younger children, the younger kids. Some, A lot of Gen-, Gen Z that I've talked about have no idea who Stalin is or why he was bad. They will actually go to bat for the man. No, and so yeah, I think no what you have going on is one, you are they are uh, hearkening back to the time when those who remember will see Russia as the villain again, and two, they are cementing Russia as a villain and and introducing it to the younger generation so that they the, they always it have to them that in a propaganda frame of power. reference they can
0: understand for the yes to have that propaganda exactly. power. Over them. Yeah, the, the, I think you're exactly right about that. And we have some comments here about the the whole trans stuff. And I I think they just. <sighs> They weaponize this whole identity politics stuff. It, it just it, it sucks because it, it makes it puts people in situations where they can't be open and honest with each other for fear that the other person is either going to get offended or, or, or is going to get angry, depending on which which quote, side of it they're on. And I don't think anybody's on any side. People right. are are typically just people. I, I think I've told a story before on here. It was I, I knew I knew a comedian um, back in the day who was um, he was born a man and he became a woman and. I would see him around sometimes, and, and, and I would see him, you know, maybe once a week or so for like a year. And when I saw him, I go, "Hey, what's up, man?" I go, "Oh shoot, I'm sorry," you know, like because I wasn't doing it on purpose, you know. And, and, and I go, I oh, "I'm sorry, dude." And I be "Oh shit, sorry." And you know, I just go in this long string of like apologies because I just felt I wasn't trying to to quote misgender right. him, as they put them. And here's you know what you know what she did. She never got mad at me ever. Not yeah. one time did she get mad at me. She 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 said it's cool. She understood, and I was like, it's just yeah. It's just I, I, I'm not doing it on purpose. I, I will I will get better at it. Uh, it's just we have the, the patterns and, and like so that to me it's like if everybody's cool like that, then everybody's cool. But they yeah. don't want people to be co- so that that person that that comedian would be somebody that is against their agenda because the idea. Is to get offended. The idea right. is to call people out on their misgendering and to not create harmony. Could, could, this person, it, it, if they, if he was going to get mad at me or she was going to get mad at me and try and force me to say it, that's when I'd be like, okay, I'm not saying it. I'm not talking anymore. Let's. I just don't even want to talk to you anymore. That, that's what would happen. But the fact yeah. that this person was cool about it made me want to like be cool about it because I don't want to yeah. be mean to this person. You know, I yeah. and, whatever. And, and-
1: Well, and and that's the thing. There needs to be a distinction made. Um, And this is from personal experience that there is a marked and huge difference between trans people and trans activists. They do not have the same goals. The trans people that I know are very, very against these activists, period. Every single one that I've met. But one thing that I I want to... I wanted to say is I've had a very similar experience when I went to, when I was in college, I met a girl named Sarah. Sarah uh, was very into boys. She was very, um, she was not very attractive, Um, but she was, she was a good person. I knew her for years And she went off to, um, after after college, she went off to California and came out as a lesbian and did that for a number of years. And then she moved to San Francisco. And then uh, when she moved, right after she moved to San Francisco. You get a tax reduction if you
0: do that in California.
1: Yeah, like a tax reduction. (laughs) Uh, But right after she moved to San Francisco, she came out as trans and now was he. And um, I remember one time accidentally saying, Sarah instead of the new name and got so mad at me, got so mad at me. Like I was doing this on purpose and I was just like, I am ag-phobic. Uh, I don't talk to ugly people if I can help it. Um, that's not true. That's not true. I work with Brad constantly. No, I'm just kidding. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. Um, but no, the, I've had the opposite experience of you. And um, <laughs> then it, I don't want to sound too, tinfoil hat or too like insane or radical but i mean if you just take a look at the um the trajectory and the policies of the progressives and i'm not going to say the liberals because they're just kind of like
0: uh, yeah i Hillary say progressive Clinton, too, because I, I think i think progressive <clears throat> is a better way to define it i yeah i agree
1: right um but if you if you look at what they push for almost every um domestic personal policy is bought into the malthusian lie of overpopulation i mean look at their their um extreme stances on abortion up to 9 months and some people even past birth then follow that up with the pushing of and i'm i'm not saying that they, i'm not necessarily saying there's a "Quote unquote gay agenda," but look at how they pushed for that. How they pushed for trans stuff Alex and getting kids to be, here, by the way, to be. Thank you to be put on these hormones. Which, by the way, the hormone not it's not even hormones. Puberty blockers. What they use, I don't know if you know this, is actually the drug that they use to um, chemically castrate pedophiles. Same drug used for kids in order to stop their serious? puberty so that they can be trans. One hundred percent. 100 percent idea and so if you if you look at the the, that and if you look at their push for war with russia if you look at um their inconsistent view on war obama droned everyone you see this malthusian lie this i think is i can't remember his first name malthus said that the world was overpopulated and that we were going to get to the point where it was not sustainable anymore and that is a lie All of all of humanity could fit inside of Texas. It's about how we work with each other. It's about how governments work with each other, etc.
0: But they try
1: to get concentrated um, by in the cities to
0: try and base that on. There's open land across the world,
1: right? Right, and so, but it's a lie because there's nothing. There's no better. Um, so they talk about scarcity. They talk about resources. There is no better resource than the human mind and the human will to create. The more human minds we have, the more likely we are to make this sustainable, to be able to do good things. Look at Elon Musk, who's trying to, to set a path for Mars so that if some stuff happens here, we can move some people off of Earth or whatever. But it's a, yeah. it's a GD lie. And all of the things that they do are aimed towards sterility or the inability to have children. I'm just saying. Well, that's, yeah, all, that's all all yeah. I'm going to say here. No, it, it, it does seem to be. Uh,
0: they do seem to have a lot of angles where they're trying to get people to not have children. And when you listen to a lot of their – the conversations they have with each other and their panel discussions and whatnot are, are always seem to be about reducing the population and how the people are space the problem for the environment. But, yeah, they have never really – space is very, very gay, definitely. Uh-oh, which you could see be a good, good thing. <laughs> well, whatever, I have no idea. But um, I, I, you know, I, I don't know what I believe. About <laughs> Not that there's space. anything wrong with that. I don't know. Yeah, it's a, a Seinfeld episode. <clears throat> I don't know what I believe about space. I used to think that. There Sorry was like for a my deep rant. Sp- no, I love it, dude. I love your rants. <laughs> I love to hear it. I. I <sighs> oh. My space thoughts, like I used to think there's like a Black Ops program and that we've probably gone well beyond space and, and there's probably people in a well, lot of I don't know that I believe that anymore. I, I don't, I don't, bl- so the whole, the moon landing, I'm not going to go into that. I, I The whole missing footage and whatnot and, and the whole idea that, that they can stream that live and and we have a problem streaming yeah, live in it's 2021. All, it's all fishy. It's all a little weird, but that also could be a psyop in and of itself. And then they have the, the radiation belt and a lot of people are like, well, they say they can't get past the radiation belt. And I'm like, well... Okay, but why do we accept that as truth? But not, we know they lie to us. So I don't know that I accept that as truth yeah. either. I, I well, they would not tell yeah. us. It, my my position is that they would not tell us if they were able to go to these places. So if let's say they went up to Mars or the Moon or whatever, and they found some amazing, amazing stuff like stuff that could make us live forever. What, whatever. Anything. Just Im- unbelievable technology. You think they're uh, in cl- invisibility cloaks that enables them to be anywhere uh, uh, with nobody noticing. Are they going to tell us that? Absolutely not. They're not going to tell us yeah. that. So they're going to tell us what they can tell. So we get the information... That is enough for them to control us to a certain extent. And then they throw the technologies out there and see where it goes. And they try and rein it back in, which is, you know, and that might take a long time. So what they're doing with the Internet is what they're doing with all this. So they're trying to rein it back in right now with the censorship stuff they're doing. They're trying anybody who is, quote, Trumpian, which basically what it boils down to. And again, I'm not saying Trump is someone who believes this. I'm saying the way they're characterizing it is people who are individualistic. People want to take care of their families yeah. first instead of standing in solidarity with Ukraine. Sending all, send all my money to Ukraine. My kid doesn't need to eat. They want people to be like that, and, and that that is the fight, and yeah. that's why I think that they don't well, have a chance against people because they're never going to do that.
1: <laughs> well, and, and here's the thing: like you have the Mars stuff, and you have the the moon landing, which I I mean I don't fully buy. I think that it's I I don't buy I don't buy it. I don't, I, don't it, buy it. The, I don't the story buy it. we've gotten. Um,
0: there's some holes. I just
1: yeah, I just don't believe what they've told us. But um, here's thing: uh, something that I'm utterly convinced of, and you can tell me whether <laughs> you agree with me or not. Um, the flat Earth thing that's going around, and it's it's hit like Torah observant Christian groups. Which it is hit NBA. So
0: uh, Kyrie Irvin, the guy, the NBA player who didn't get the vaccine, who wasn't allowed to play half the season, he was a flat Earth guy.
1: I I guarantee you. That flat earth and its, its resurgent alleged, resurgence allegedly, which is not really something that people believed for much longer in human history than uh, – but what I'm saying is it is 100% a psyop. They put that out there to convince people so that when someone says you're a conspiracy theorist, you tie them to flat earth people.
0: I right, they're it's trying to demonize, there's a whole demonization effect on the flat earth. So they they did, would do that. Yeah. They would say, these conspiracy flat earth-like people. So that was one of those uh, phrases they threw in. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to go into flat earth. I haven't done enough research on it. I, I, I'm, I'm look, I'm somebody who's always like, okay, maybe it's possible when somebody tells me something. I think we should, because I, I and and we all see this with our <laughs> own eyes and we hear it with our own ears. Uh, I've done I've done like so much research over the past decade or so about the lies we've been told since yeah. far back as 1500s and stuff that they used to control the populations. That Like I, I recognize, and I think most people listening, watching this show recognize as well, is that the standard of governments or standard operating procedure is to lie to their publics in order to control them. And knowing that that is their yep. standard of operation, that my position is always a you know, I'm always gonna question, even if I fe- even if it's something I want to believe. I'm always gonna be like, ah, but this or that. Which uh, the clip I played for you, remember the clip I played for you yesterday, show where the guy said, "The problem is these people; they need to be skeptical about, uh, 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 critical about the critical thinking, and stop asking so many damn questions." The right. guy from the, the Chatham House <laughs> said that. That was his thing: is the problem is people who ask questions, and, and uh, I think right. for them it is the problem, but I think for us it's the solution. And I'm going to continue to ask questions till the day I die. <laughs> uh, what was? So,
1: well, yeah. uh, oh, oh well, here I wanted to answer Cornelius's Cornelius Wolfshirt's question: How many trans people do you know, uh, Mrs. Harless? Well, um, <laughs> don't misgender me.
2: <laughs> this Bro.
1: beard may be pretty, but a woman it does not make. Um, but literally, though, I think I. So there was one seven throughout my life. Um... But uh, the ones I talk to, like uh, there's one on Twitter that I I am in a group chat with uh, Kylie, who is maybe the coolest chick that I know um, right now. But all I'm saying, yeah, yeah. is you don't get the same talking points out of those people as they as you do others.
0: The talking points are so obvious; they just regurgitate them. It's just yeah. so if you if literally. You sense- if you sense – I'll give it – so anybody listening who's on Twitter or any other social media network, if you sense that somebody's a bot, they're repeating talking points, take the phrase that they use, put it in quotes, and search it on like Twitter or Google. And if 20 other search results come up with the exact same phrase, you have someone who is – they might not be an actual bot, but they're just repeating scripts they got from the, the activist group they subscribe to. Um,
1: I had that I, – I, so here's one that I found um several months ago and i meant to mention it to um uh gosh darn i don't remember the words that i need to do oh it was the um uvaldi shooting um there was this there was a copy pasta going around uh, uh, around that was like a, a q drop clearly a q drop <laughs> yeah um and so it, like the, it happens on both sides is all i'm saying like the it, q Absolutely. well i mean it's the same side but um, right. The fact can explain eight inches per mile squared, and the Chicago's.
0: Yeah, no, it's literally. Let, let me it, read it, this. They say that there it happens on both sides. So like, they have both sides because we're subjected to a constant divide and conquer ca- tactic. I mean, it, I mean that that's how they are able to maintain their power at the World Economic Forum and all this is by using the divide and rule tactic of both sides, and that's why they demonize anybody who is like, well, I don't like either side. Oh, then
1: you're a Nazi racist. Yeah. Ahead, I, I can't actually just... like, it's, I don't know if it's my headphones or what, but you're like super robotic now and I can't tell what you're saying, but yes, I agree with you hundred And I think you're gorgeous. Um, but I did want to bring up this question right here, uh, from Thomas, Thomas Tanner, uh, cam explain eight inches per mile squared in the Chicago skyline. Um, no, that's it. That's all I got. <laughs>
0: What was that? I don't even know if that was the eight inches I per can't. mile square in the Chicago skyline. I lived in Chicago. Okay. It's a beautiful skyline. Pause. Pause for a second.
1: All right. Pause. Okay. I got to test something.
0: Kim's um, testing something out right now. I can you hear? hear a, I can hear you. I can. Yes.
1: Is there an echo? No. Okay. No. Okay. That's good. Then I'm just going to leave it like this. Cause that was ridiculous. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, so you have an earphone. So that was your Apple earphones. You just took out there.
1: Yeah, it's, it, I don't know what's going on, uh, but they're, they're, they're like dying essentially. I'm so annoyed. Well, by I it. guess I'm not going to,
0: cause I've been looking at like earbuds. But I love a, them. My thing about earbuds is I'm like, I just worry about that Bluetooth technology. That's like for doing something to my brain. So yeah, I, I don't care. I'm going to, I'm
1: going to die at some point. That's fine. Um, Otherwise. But no, I, I love them until they stopped working correctly. I think my kids did something though. So I wouldn't blame the earbuds. Yeah. Um, All right. So well, no echo. Good. Thank God. Look, I, oh, I wanna... does this mean I can do this every time? Yeah, you sound oh!
0: fine to me. <laughs>
1: yeah, I don't hear any echo at all. God, I love this microphone. Oh!
0: Yeah, Sorry. that sounds great. So, I, I want to briefly touch on the the other story before we go into the XR. And, and the other story that everybody has been talking about is... The aftermath of those, the FBI going to Trump's Mar-a-Lago home and God. not raiding but taking the documents because Trump knew they were coming. And the stories that ha- have been coming out related to that. And one of the – there's a couple stories particularly that I, I'm focusing on here. One of them is A.G. Garland's official statement in response to what happened. He came out and and he – he said, oh yeah, and he, he swung his tennis racket and he put it back in Trump's court. And he called, he called Trump's bluff, the media says. I, I don't know that that's necessarily true. And the other story is the one that's gotten far less media attention than you would think, which is very suspicious to me. And that is the story of the guy who went inside a Cincinnati FBI office, shot a nail gun at the bulletproof window, and then fled, and then the FBI then went on a five-hour chase and then had a standoff with this guy ultimately killing him. A story which, for some reason, is not at the top of the news, yet is exactly what Democrats wanted, which makes me think that perhaps it's what they wanted, but they didn't want it in this way. Which makes me think this story, either either they're trying to keep the focus on A.G. Garland's statement about Trump, and they're going to focus on this story about this guy who had a This guy, so this guy who busted in apparently to this FBI headquarters or uh, office in Cincinnati, he apparently had a Truth Social account and he was very upset. About the the raid on Mar-a-Lago, uh, Mar-a-Lago, and he was very upset about everything happened to Trump. He was very MAGA-like. All it was all, the way they talk about it. It's like, okay, well, this is obviously a bot FBI agent I- informant try, trying to pretend to be. But you know, of course, I don't want to get kicked off of every platform by saying that. But that's what it comes off as. And then this person goes in. It's just a. It's just the perfect picture of what Adam Schiff wants for his January sixth committee because the whole. Th- theme has been it's a current threat to democracy and i talked about this on monday i said the whole one of the whole reasons for this whole thing we're seeing about trump and mar-a-lago is they want to create a real insurrection because we all know the one they call an insurrection is it was not a real insurrection everybody everybody except the dumbest person you know knows that Uh, yeah was there incidents that happened yes of course there were but it was not insurrection
1: well, there, there was in, – in an article I read yesterday, they called it a riot rather than an insurrection. So they may, they may be correcting things.
0: Because they're trying to call out a real one, and they want to pull this real one out. And so we have this story that just flows right into what they want perfectly, and yet they don't seem to be paying as much attention to it, which I wonder about. I wonder if we'll see more attention paid to it tomorrow or yeah. next week. I think we'll go into the XR with that and we are going to talk yeah. about AG I'm going to play I'm actually going to play AG Garland's statement so so we can see oh, what yeah. he said because I think all they're playing are clips, and then they're kind of interpreting. I'm going to play his full statement, then we're going to talk about it. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys who are in the live chats. It's been great. It's a late night show. Like I said, I I love Art Bell. Strong man. I love, Art, strong, Bell. Man, Dude, I love Art Bell, and I'm place? not. And we're not Art Bell. We could never be Art Bell, but it makes me feel a little Art Bellish by doing an uh, an after midnight show, and, and it has. It's been a strong chat. It's great, fantastic. Thank you guys, and we'll talk to you guys in the DMB. XR. Have a fantastic rest of your day. Night. Night, day, morning.
1: Morning.